I think I'd like to say one thing in terms of indie authors, because yeah. it's really important that indies understand the media process. And a lot of indies feel like they don't deserve to be on the top levels as those award winners and those New York Times bestsellers and those traditionally published people. But I'm here to say that if you've got a quality product and your book cover is vibrant and you're taking the time to craft a decent book, properly formatted, good story, all that stuff, if they're willing to put the work in and get the work out there from that aspect and make it be professional in every aspect, then they deserve to be on that big stage as much as any of those other multiple widely accomplished New York Times, USA Today type of authors. everyone to JCV Art Studio. I'm adding that I'm coming to you from Vancouver Island. Those of you who are around my generation all know that I absolutely love Dr. Johnny Fever on WKRP in Cincinnati. He was so cool. Okay, so my name is Joanna. I have no doctor and I have no WKRP behind me, but this is my podcast. Uh, For first-time listeners, I have, I am the author of two thriller novels, one being The Unraveling and one being Dealer's Child. And I am itching to get back to Spy Girl. I'm doing my my four-week break after doing rewrites. Also, a little uh, house cleaning here. This is the last episode of season three. It's my 96th episode. Uh, That 100th episode, that cake is getting closer and closer, and that will be sometime in September. And I'm curious to find out which guest will be that 100th episode. I will be taking a three-week break, and the first podcast in season four will be dropping on September 3rd. So today, today, to finish off season three, I have a creative entrepreneur and he is actually the creative entrepreneur of creative edge publicity mickey mickelson creative edge publicity was founded in 2016 on its website it says we are a boutique publicity firm specializing in arranging events such as book signings library or school presentations online 
and print media opportunities, and many more other many other events related to the arts in general. We are advocates for both the traditional and independent artist. Mickey, welcome. I'm really, really interested in hearing about Creative Edge publicity, and you have so many stories. Um, one being the logo I want to hear about, and I also want to hear about your cats. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for having me, Joanna. It's um, a pleasure being here, and I'm been really looking forward to this. So as I, I told you before we got on, um, I adopted a cat in April, a purebred brown bay. The, the people who were who gave them to me, it was the last one that they had before they had to be like moved from their apartment. Yeah. And it had to be rehomed or it was off to the shelters. Yeah. So I, I took it. Yeah. And that was in April. And for some reason, I don't know why I didn't catch this, but I just thought it was eating a lot because it was gaining a lot of weight and stuff. Well, June 13th comes around and I hear a yelp from my bedroom. And next thing you know, four little kittens come out of it, pop out of it. Oh, no. And um, her name is Ari, by the way, the mom. And these these kittens have been just, they're they're crazy. They're, they're purebred Bombay Maine Coons. Oh, wow. And they're balls of energy. And they're just... And the mom is such a good mom, like yeah. so good. And so that's been my life the last three months, trying to monitor this and uh, find homes for them, which I have. I found homes for all of them now. So oh, good. it's just a matter of that that weaning period going yeah. on where you give them away, right? So yeah, yeah, I, I've got a puppy, <laughs> <laughs> and the older dog Ozzy is so good with him, so patient. Yeah. And it's like the little puppy will decide, I want to play. And he'll run and he'll just like, the two front paws are out and he launches himself Yeah, at, at the big dog. And you're just like, oh, no, don't. <laughs> <laughs> these, these, it's hilarious though, because these cats are climbers and I'll be at my computer all day. Yeah. And they will, each two of them will walk up me and oh. sit on my shoulders and just sit there the entire day while I'm working. It's wow. crazy. I mean, they're not here right now, but yeah. they normally like they'll just walk up there. They'll just, they'll just sit there the entire day. Yeah. And and just let me do my thing. Right. It's crazy. Wow. OK. Yeah. Well, yeah. let's talk. <laughs> you, you said do your thing. Well, it's, it's more than do your thing. So creative edge publicity. Yeah. Like you say, it's more than your thing. It's six years old. Yeah. And I'm curious to know how it began. And have you always been involved in publicity? I never was involved in publicity, actually. Um, 2016, when I started, I was in the corporate sector, servicing credit unions in Saskatchewan, teaching lenders how to sell insurance and, and working through their banking technologies. One of my co-workers, her pen name is Miranda O. She wrote a great book called Chin Up Tits Out. And we were on a road trip together in Alberta and she mentioned this book. Yeah. Well, before I worked in the corporate sector, I actually worked at Chapters Indigo as a bookseller and a special events person oh, for, okay. for about a year. So yeah. I told Miranda, we've got this book. Why don't we get you some book signings? Because I have those connections. I can do that. So we went to eight days of travel and we did all these book events. Yeah. And she sold a ton of books at these book events. 
And then she lives in Manitoba. She lives, she lives in Winnipeg. Yeah. And then I said to Miranda, I said, do you want me to call the chapter stores there and get you in there too? And she's like, oh my God, really, Mickey? Can yes. you do that? I'm like, sure, I can do that. So we did that. Next thing you know, news travels. Yeah. Other authors have heard what I've done. Yeah. And so that was in March of 2016. By April, May, I had about 15 people who wanted me to do the same thing for them. Oh, wow. So I set up my own little company. Yeah. Uh, Creative Edge. I had my daughter pick out the name. She yeah. was at the time nine years old and autistic. Yeah. She developed my logo, which is yeah. two puzzle pieces. One being blue for yeah. autism, right? Yeah. The other connecting everything. And she's like, dad, we want these two puzzle pieces because you're connecting people. You're going to connect people to media and, and all that. So that's what happened. Yeah. But back to my the startup. Yeah. So that was in March when I worked with Miranda. By August, I'd signed 35 clients. Wow. 35. And now today, we have over 100 um, authors that we represent. Yeah. Three New York Times bestsellers. Yeah. Seven USA Today bestsellers. And we work with six publishers. Jeez. So it dropped in my lap. Yeah. And did I make some mistakes? Sure, I made mistakes. Yeah. But we've also had a lot of accomplishments. Yeah. Wow. So that's what we're doing. Wow. I'm just thinking about that conversation. You know, you want me to get you some book signings? I mean, yeah. It happened in a car. I think we were like in a Toyota rented Toyota Camry. That's what happened. (laughs) Oh, God. And I'm just thinking of the authors out there who are just like, yeah, okay. So, and, and it's funny too, Joanna, sorry to cut you off, but yeah. it's funny because we're at these bookstores and me and Miranda are there and she's doing her thing and she's a very high energy, high positivity person, right? Yeah. But she would scare customers off because she was like all in their face, buy my book, buy my book, buy my book. Yeah. And I'm like, Miranda, you're wonderful. Yeah. But you're showing nervous and you're showing exuberance. And if you just tone it down a little bit, you're going to have more success. Yeah. So the first signing we didn't do very well. Yeah. By the second and third, fourth, fifth signing, she was averaging, I think, 15, 20 books a signing, which wow. is, I mean, on average, you know, you'll most authors will be lucky if they sell five or ten. Yeah. Really. So yeah. Yeah. And that's just how we started. And okay. um, it's been a trip. Okay. So I'm going off on a tangent here. It's interesting sure. because I've been going to, I think we'll talk about this a little later. Tomorrow is my last market day okay. in, Sh- in Shemanus, where I live. And I found that I, I'm not, um, I'm, I, you know, I see how different people work in the market, you know, and, and how some of the market people will engage and start a conversation, you know, with someone who walks past, oh, that's a nice hat you have, you know, and then they'll start a conversation. And that's not me. I, I will, I'll be at my table. And I know I'll look at people, say hello. But what I have found is because I create art, when I also create art and I look up and see people and say, hi, hello, it's it's not, um, it's so much easier. And so then sometimes I'll see people will come over and like, look at, oh, what is she doing? You know, like, what is, what is she creating? 
And then the conversation will start, you know, oh, what are you creating? You know, oh, you're you're an author as well. And then boom. And then it's almost like that's the that's my comfort level with, and it seems to work, right? Good. That's yeah. perfect. Absolutely. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, it's interesting. Different people's approach. Yeah. I I mean, if you're asking my advice on how to have success at signings, I can tell you that. Okay, how can we have success? <laughs> if I don't ask this, my listeners are going to be on my case. <laughs> and I and I learned this from teaching lenders how to sell insurance coverage on loans. Okay. Um, information kills. Okay. And creatives tend to want to talk about all the hard work and the craft and and give the story the full book. Yeah. And, and what happens is you end up talking yourself out of sales because the more information you give, the more brain download the audience is getting or those potential buyers are getting. And so I tend to tone it down a bit and give less information. Let the readers touch the book. Yeah. Let them dissect the book. And if they're still there after dissecting all of that, offer to sign the book for them at that point and really ask for the sale because you can give all the information in the world to anybody really about your writing. You knew it, you know, the writing, you wrote the book. Yeah. You can give all that information. The tragedy is, and Indies do this all the time is they forget to ask for that sales piece. They, they walk, they, they give all the information. They've done a really good, good job presenting. But then they don't ask to sign or they don't ask if you're interested in buying. And that's a question that is basic salesmanship. People are expecting that. They're expecting you to ask that. So if you don't ask that and the reader puts that book down, they may have wanted to buy it. But because that trigger wasn't there, they walk away not reading and investing in your creativity. And number two, you're not getting a sale out of that. So it's very, very basic. Especially once that book's in the person's hand, that's when you start, you know, do you want me to sign a copy for you? We can get a photo together or or something like that. Yeah. And the other thing, too, is from a professionalism standpoint, I instruct authors to always remain standing. Yeah. When people come over, properly introduce yourself. Put your hand out if we're able to post-COVID now. Yeah. And properly introduce yourself and have a handshake and, and look professional. Because it's an interaction that most authors won't do. And the readers aren't expecting that. So it's something different and something unexpected. And and from a business level, it's something that's that's proper, right? So yeah. yeah. Cool. Okay. I know I have this long-winded answer, but yeah. No, (laughs) I'm just taking it all in. I've got market day tomorrow. (laughs) Yeah. So less information. Give less information. Focus more on the person that's holding the book. And 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 talk them through that. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Good. I, that's excellent information. Thank you. Okay. And always ask for the sale. Always ask in some way, shape, or form. Okay. Would you especially like if they're holding it and they're yeah. especially if they're holding it and they're picking it apart and they're like, so how? Why'd you write this or why'd you write that? And the book cover is good. And the more that they have it in their hands, the more yeah. they're taking possession and ownership of that product. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Awesome advice. Okay. Now, do you, you, you represent authors 
do you represent artists as well? That's like, is it just authors or is it like other creative individuals, musicians, artists? Everything is targeted towards books. Okay. Um, but do I have uh, artists as well? Yes. I have authors who are actors, yeah, okay. film producers, musicians. Yeah. All of that. I actually just signed my first musician this week. Um, well, that's a lie. I used to work with previous musicians, but I signed a new one now. Yeah. And she's out of the UK. Yeah. Her name is Chloe Rose, and we signed a contract two days ago. And um, I met her through an interview like this I was doing, and she was part of that. So we reached out, and she showed me her songs, and she's been featured on the BBC and things like that. And, um, yeah, we're working together. So I have music contacts, too beyond the books piece, but everything usually gets tied back to the books. For sure. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I loved that story about your logo and I'm, I'm glad yeah. you shared it. it. It's, it's that human element, which I think is so, that's what makes, I think, a business, a person memorable, right? When you hear those human stories. You know. I am a huge advocate for autism because my daughter's autistic and yeah. she's, she's my world. She, yeah. she's just all about this. And she's so supportive. Like when Tosca Lee's birthday comes up, she makes a YouTube video and sends it to Tosca every single year, holding her books up and singing her a happy birthday. That's the kind of stuff that she does. And yeah. she's like, so what are you working on today, dad? And, and things like that. So yeah. she's, she's all about this. And um, that's excellent. Yeah. That's excellent. Autism is not a disease. It's just a different way of thinking. And people need to understand that. Okay. Okay. Good. Good. So what should, um, now you've, you've kind of mentioned this when you're, you're telling about how to um, sell your book, what should or could be the minimum that you think an author could do with self-promotion? Um, when the unraveling came out, I was working full time and I honestly did not have a lot of dollars to think about publicity and promotion. Mm -hmm. So what do you think is the minimum, minimum an author could do? I, and I, obviously I'm thinking about an indie author. So there's two ways of thinking around this. Okay. And the thought process for me is social media and ad campaigns and book promotions are designed to sell your book. Okay. That's the first place. Publicity, which is what my strength and what I do, it's not geared towards sales. In fact, not at all. Okay. What it's geared towards is building that author branding piece and it's meant to complement any kind of social media or book bub or ad promotional aspects that you wanna do. In some cases, people will see publicity as a loss leader because there's no way to determine what's effective and what's not effective. Gotcha. But publicity is also vital for an author to have full success because you're building out your branding. Okay. Um, a lot of mistakes are made around that, and indies are prevalent for doing this because they just don't understand. They figure two months of publicity is enough to warrant and get results for a book. Mm. And no. that doesn't happen. No. It's usually between six to eight to a year before you see any traction. Yeah. 
Okay. And that's when you start seeing the build out. But really, as I said earlier, publicity is meant to build the author brand and boost the signal and, and, and get the readers to identify who you are through interviews and such like that. An ad campaign is not going to do that. Yeah. An ad campaign is going to focus on the actual product. Yeah. It, it's no difference than McDonald's. And I use this example all the time. Yeah. People go to McDonald's to get a Big Mac or a quarter pounder, right? Right. That's that's the byproduct of what McDonald's is. Yeah. The Golden Arches is actually what the branding of McDonald's is. Okay. You're not you're not driving around looking for the photo of the Big Mac. No. You're driving around looking for the the Golden Arches outside. Yeah. Because you know that that's the product piece. Okay. Stephen King's done a really good job with this, actually. Um, Stephen King has built out the branding of Stephen King. Everybody knows that he wrote Cujo. Everybody knows that he wrote Carrie or Salem's Lot or The Stand or, or whatever. Anytime Stephen King puts a book out, readers know that it's going to be a Stephen King book. Yeah. And he's done a really effective job leveraging publicity to build out his author branding. The book's a byproduct. It always mm -hmm. is. So that's what publicity does. If you do it right. Yeah. Okay. My head's just kind of going, boom. <laughs> okay. I get because it. Because most authors think, oh, I have to promote this book and I have to promote that. And I have to promote this product. No, you have to promote you. Okay. And that's why we're effective getting coverage on backlist titles as well as new releases, because we focus on promoting the author branding piece. Okay. Because without that, you're going to fail. It doesn't matter. At some point you will fail. Okay. Yeah. So I'm thinking, and I don't want to get ahead too ahead much no. ahead of myself. I just opened, started, I reluctantly did this, but there's another part of me thought you should do this. I started my own TikTok account. Because hey, I you should. Hearing, yeah, I've been hearing authors have been doing it. So then now I I'm have. Thinking, yeah. So with that TikTok, the first video I posted was the book trailer I did. But then now I'm thinking it doesn't necessarily have to be all about the book. It can be about it. And you're shaking. Oh, I wish people could see. I, I, yeah. <laughs> Mickey's shaking his head. It's like, no, it doesn't have to be about the book. It's about the person. That's right. Wow. And the, the problem with TikTok, though, and this is going to sound negative. Yeah. Is there's a lot of authors yeah. who are having huge success on TikTok. Yeah. They are. But they're not having success anywhere else. Okay. And TikTok, like Facebook, yeah. Instagram, like Twitter, it's a social media trend that will ultimately, eventually fall. It's okay. destined to have that happen. Yeah. Um, I signed one author who was really had mainstream success on TikTok. Okay. And I actually reached out to two others and they said no. But this author who signed with me saw the value because she was like, her name is Nicole Fanning, actually. Okay. She was like, I'm having success on TikTok and I'm selling books in that circle, Yeah, but I'm not getting anywhere else. I'm like, yeah, you're right. So is TikTok going to get you on CTV? Is TikTok going to get you on Fox? Yeah. Is TikTok going to get you on NBC radio? Yeah. How can it? Yeah. You can't. Yeah. So she branched out of that and signed with me. And she's had more mainstream success as a result of that. Okay. Interesting. Just FYI. TikTok's a really good, really good medium if you're on there every single day and you're able to get into the clicks and the circles. Okay. But it's also a very limited 
click in circles because okay. once you've hit that, you're just hitting the same reach. You're not hitting beyond that. Okay. Well, I have this weekend, I'm dropping Diane Bader's podcast. Okay, cool. Yeah. And we talked about TikTok and I told her, I said, there, I go, hell will freeze over the day I dance on TikTok or I sing. Well, that's what they're looking for. Right? Um, that's what they're looking for. I'm just not doing, going there. Right? That's no. what they're looking for. So. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Maybe I'll make my Yeah. No, it's not about the book. <laughs> yeah. Dance with that. your books. Then you can at least pump your product at the same time as you. Yeah. You, you could be the first known dancing author, you know, whatever. <sighs> but I'm just, yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, Another question, though, is on your website, mm -hmm. under clients, mm -hmm. you represent, and you mentioned publishing houses, you uh, you, re you represent Arc Manor publishing clients and Lucid House publishing clients. And I was wondering if you could tell us about these two publishing houses. And I'm going to drink more coffee, so my words flow a little easier. <laughs> no, it's good. Um, yeah, so... Arc Manor is, both of these presses are small presses. Um, Arc Manor is very prevalent in specific genres, science fiction for one. They've had some multiple award-winning authors published through them, including, I think, because I'm biased, maybe the biggest science fiction author there is out of Canada, Robert J. Sawyer. Okay. Um, he's he's had a, a TV show made of his book, Flash Forward on ABC. He's a member of the Order of Canada. He's the only Canadian to win every major science fiction award. Yeah. And Arc Matter publishes him. Okay. Um, they've published other award winners as well in the science fiction field. And they've also published, had some mainstream success with some romance anthologies with four USA Today romance authors as well, oh. who also write for Harlequin. So okay. that's that's about Arc Matter. Okay. Um, Lucid House, again, out of Atlanta, Georgia. They're also a small press. And they've also been very successful signing some multiple mainstream people in multiple genres. I mean, they they pretty much last year, at the, or was it this year? Sorry, this year, at the Book of Excellence Awards, they pretty much garnered every award in that field. So wow. they're doing very, 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 very well from that aspect. I'm starting to get the feeling that some, I, I, I use the word some because I don't know all, but I know of a publishing small press in the UK, and now you're mentioning these two, mm -hmm. that there are some small press publishers that are actually, that are getting that traction and like, and they're getting like big, like big name success happening. Yeah. You know, because you know, we always hear about is it the the top five publishing houses, and I I think when you're when you hear about some of the stories that are coming out about the top five, you know, it's I think of it like as a horse race, you know, and there's small press publishers that are that are coming up onto that finish line. Yeah, they're aggressive. I mean, Arc Manor specifically has been very aggressive. They've had publishers weekly reviews. Yeah. They've had Locus magazine coverages. Um, they don't, I mean, they hired me as their independent publicist in house. So 
Yeah. I'm of the belief that you don't promote a book for only three months. You can yeah. promote it as long as you want until the media tells you no. Yeah. Whereas the big, big five, big four, whatever you want to call them today, they have a mindset that after three, four months, yeah. promotion stops. Yeah. And um, that's not the case at all. I've developed a process that allows that to not happen. So. Okay. Yeah. And Arc Manners like that. They're very, and actually Luxa Hills is as well. Both are very prevalent and they're both very aggressive in their marketing aspects. And they're not scared to sign or get dollars in place. Okay. I represent another one actually called Inklings Press out of Houston. They're another small press. They're top five in Houston. Yeah. And same thing, same process. They're, they're aggressive and they're having success. Wow. That's awesome. Okay. It's good. It's a good, it's good. So would you say creative edge publicity, it's all encompassing? Like what, what, how, where do you have your fingers in different pies with creative edge? Our specialty is traditional media outlets, book reviews, podcasts, TV, radio, print, things like that. We don't dwell into the social media aspect. Yeah. But I have an affiliate that I work with out of Houston, Texas, actually, Abundantly Social, who's very, very skilled at the social media place. So much, in fact, that they were listed as in Inc. Magazine as one of the top 22 firms, 2022 firms to work with. So it's it's all encompassing. There's nothing that we can't turn or reach out for. Okay. Because, yeah, you know, it's the mainstream that interests me, you know, like I, I can do all the social media and there's times when I'm just like, I'm done. <laughs> right. I'm done. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Right. Okay. The, the prime focus though, Joanna, really is reader focused opportunities. Okay. Um, do I have contacts of the Today Show and Good Morning America? Sure. Do I have contacts at Forbes? And the Huffington Post and all these mainstream papers, I do. Yeah, I tend not to leverage them though, okay. because of my client base. Because my client base is writers, we want to reach out to reader-focused, smaller opportunities that are actually going to turn and get attention for the writing. Okay. Um, this is going to sound negative as well. Maybe I'll get hate mail from today's shows. So we can talk about it. But I'm of the belief that an interview on the Today Show is not going to attract readers. It's going to attract a general population. And so you're going to be reaching out and getting a million hits with that interview. But are those million hits going to be as effective as maybe 500,000, which are more reader focused? I would say not. See, and I've actually, I've wondered, I have seen... You know, even our local Vancouver TV um, morning show. Yeah. You know, I thought, man. Breakfast television, yeah. Yeah, I thought, Mm -hmm. man, if I could land, you know, these are just thoughts I've had. If I could land a spot on there. But then the other part of me thinks, yes, but if nobody knows who you are, will that appearance transfer over into books being bought? Right? Like Not necessarily. Not necessarily. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I, I get what you, I know. I don't, I don't think you should get any hate now. I mean, I, I get exactly what you're saying. Yeah. It's a, it's a double pronged attack. You should be reaching both areas. I mean, do I want people on the today show? Sure. Of course yeah. I would take that. 
but it's an elitist status. It's not geared to build the branding of a reader per se, or an okay. author per se. It's an elitist status to say, I was on the Today Show. Yeah. That's all that's about. And there's yeah. nothing wrong with that. Yeah. But let's be honest about it. Yeah. Am I, yeah. Am I selling books? <laughs> yeah, right? exactly. Yeah. Right. You exactly. Know, I know right now I'm at that market and I'm selling books, you know, and so it, it's not, it's not as glamorous, let's say, um, being somewhere else, but <laughs> I'm selling books. Right? Exactly. And if that's right. the key goal for you, for yeah. some authors, it's not about the selling of the books. It's getting your name out there. Yeah. In which case, something like Good Morning America is perfect for that. Yeah. But if you're wanting to sell books, and again, hate mail coming, okay, <laughs> I'm not sure that Good Morning America is the forum that's going to sell you more books because yeah. people watching Good Morning America, they're watching Good Morning America every day because yeah. of that fan base. Yeah. But it's not because they care that whoever is going to be on is going to be on. Yeah. It's yeah. because they're just watching it. Yeah. It's like noise in the background. You can say it. You can say it. they're not going to care if Joanna Vanderflug's on there if they don't know who the heck Joanna Vanderflug is, right? Like, yeah. Well, yeah. End of the day, I mean, not just you, but anybody, really, to be honest, yeah. Right? right? Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. Cool. Cool. Yeah. So, why should an author go with Creative Edge instead of another publicist, let's say from uh, Toronto, Los Angeles, like what would you say distinguishes Creative Edge from other publicists that you are aware of? I'm going to answer this question very, very carefully because yes. I'm a big believer in this industry and I'm a big believer in what publicists do for authors, Okay, providing that they're legitimate. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to suggest that I'm better than anybody else because that's not what I believe in. Good. There are really good publicists out there. And some yeah. of them are in Toronto. Some of them yeah. are in LA. I'm in Lloydminster, Alberta, Canada. I'm small grassroots. Yeah. But the only thing I will say to this is if an author, especially in indie, yeah. if an author is looking to get a publicist, do their homework, get testimonials, find out what their deal is, have a conversation and make sure that the personality is a fit. Yeah. I mean, there are authors I've got mainstream loyalty with. I've had clients for six years, yeah. six years together. It's unheard yeah. of, but make sure the personality is a fit. Yeah. And do we do things differently than other policy firms? I'm told we do. Yeah. I can't say that for sure. Cause I don't know the inner workings of what those other publicists do. Yeah. I just know that we're as successful promoting backlist books as we are new releases. And we have between 35 and 50 opportunities every single month. And all they do is interview creative edge clients. Okay. If there's a publicist out there that an indie author is talking with, and they're promising again, good morning America. Yeah. And they're promising Fox and they're promising book sales and they're promising all this stuff but they want money up front to even talk with you. Yeah. Turn and run. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, because yeah. that's, that's major red flags. Yeah. yeah. So do, do I think I do a good job of stuff? Yeah. I, I'm, I think I'm good in this field, Good. but again, it's the fit and yeah. I'm not going to fit everybody and authors aren't always going to fit 
with me and my hundred plus team as well. And that's what's most important. I, and I totally get that. I totally get Does that. Does this answer that question? Yeah. Yeah. That's a great answer. That is a great okay. answer. See, cause I've heard about you because you were recommended to me by another author. Mm-hmm. So okay. to me, I'm like, Ooh, okay. You know, like it, it's interesting. It made me take notice because like I said, another author recommended you. And I thought, okay, this is, this is good. You know, this is another author, someone who's in the same kind of field as I am. So, okay, good, good. Yeah. It's all about grassroots. It's funny. You know, I got, I took a call about a month ago from the national Enquirer, and they're like, you're in LA. I'm like, no, you're in New York. <laughs> no, I'm in a town of about 17,000 people in rural Alberta. <laughs> they're like, how are you doing this? I'm like, well, there's something called the computer and there's something called the internet. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they, they laughed, right? Yeah. And then they, 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 they booked to something that fell through ultimately because, well, I just won't comment on that. But. Yeah. 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 But yeah. Oh. It was funny. Oh, that's good. So, <laughs> so what are you working on now? Um, like, are there any exciting business ventures happening that you, if, if you can talk about it, right? Like, I don't want any, I don't, I don't want to put you in a in a, oh, in no. a bad situation, but what, what's what's on your horizon? We're always releasing multiple press releases every single month because of the repertoire and the amount of clients we've got. So we're doing that. But uh, actually, me and Abundantly Social, the owner is Amy Ravishandran, and uh, we actually took over Top Shelf Magazine in May okay. from from previous owners. They uh, we had a discussion and we. Uh, we now own Top Shelf Magazine, which is a pretty major literary magazine in the United States. And the first issue is actually going to be out this month, August 8th. I believe it's going to be dropped. And um, that's the next thing on our focus is developing that magazine. And we want it to be a book community magazine. So yeah. representing indies, representing traditionals, focusing on book festivals, focusing on bookstores, catering to readers, catering to libraries, having every genre out there you could think of, including comic books and graphic novels and, and all that stuff. So that's next. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah, we're excited. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. So I'm an independent author. Yeah. No kidding. Duh. Like, I need more coffee. <laughs> Sorry. I need more coffee. Yeah. <laughs> I'm an yeah. indie author. Yeah. And let's say... I well, a good chance I have a book coming out March 2023. Now, from what I can see, I know I can sell books. Always when I've had an in-person event, like at book signings, I remember pre-COVID, um, I reached out because my stories have a legal background. I reached out to the Paralegal Society mm-hmm. in Victoria, and I was a guest, and I talked about the book, and I talked about um, legal issues in the book. So what could Creative Edge Publicity do for me? Should I hire you, you know, in March, 2023? That's quite a loaded question there, uh, <laughs> Nikki. I will I will contact John Grisham's publicist first and foremost and send the book to him and get him to blurb a copy for, for the book for you. So you put his name on the front cover. That's what <laughs> we'll do first and foremost. No, I'm just kidding. I was um, going to say, are you serious? <laughs> well, potentially. I mean, I, I do have contacts in that field, but um, yeah. I typically like to have the book 
four to six months in advance of book launch date. Really? Okay. Yes, because I want to hit the editorial reviews and, and try to get some of those. And you can't go to Publishers Weekly. You can't go to Library Journal. You can't go to Book Riot. You can't go to Forward Reviews. You can't go to these places. The month you're launching, yeah. it has to be between four and six months beforehand. Good and so yeah. it's a double-pronged attack because I like to hit the editorial reviews first. Send the press releases out to all the major publications, all the major papers, United States, Canada, wherever. And then launch month, start focusing on some of those smaller reader-focused areas. Okay. Because then you're getting everything together at once. Am I going to get your review and publish this weekly? I have no idea. Yeah. That's up to them. I can't yeah. hold a gun to their head and say, no, you must review Duran's book. You yeah. must. Yeah. I can't do that. But I do know that if we don't follow within their process, yeah. getting a review will not happen at all. Okay. So that's what I would be doing. That is really interesting. For and most indies don't understand this, actually. They don't get it. I'm sorry, most what? Most, most independent authors yeah. don't understand the process. Okay. Right? So. Well, it's, it's getting me thinking about the release date for sure. Um, yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm not going to think about myself right now, but yeah, you, no, no. again, my brain's going going again, Nikki. I mean, in all honesty, Joan, it's a big reason why I know there's lots of indies out there who will pump yeah. out a book every single month. Yeah. I don't work with indies like that. Okay. Because I'm not saying the books are bad. They're probably yeah. really, really good. But from a media perspective, the New York Times, New York Post, LA Times, all these kind of places, if they know an author is pumping out a book every single month, they start questioning the quality of that author. Okay. And okay. it just, because promotion takes time. Yeah. I mean, an example of that is I work with New York Times bestseller Tosca Lee. Yeah. We've actively been promoting her latest duology for almost two years. Two years. Yeah. She's still getting interviews. She had a magazine cover last month on a book from 2018. Yeah. It's 2022. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. See, and here's the thing. I haven't read a Tosca Lee book. Oh. I will soon. <laughs> okay, we will hold it against you. Hint, hint. Sorry, Tosca. Just kidding. Just you know, kidding. hint, hint, hint. Soon. <laughs> But this is the thing I know of Tosca Lee and I'm here. That's, this is the thing, how I've seen like her name. I've seen her books. Yeah. I haven't purchased yet, but yet I know of Tosca Lee. So it's like, okay, how has this worked that I know of this woman, you know? And, but so the, I think that follows in the, the name right like it's the branding yeah the branding of tosca i mean she's yeah. got six books option for tv right now six jeez good for her and, yeah. yeah and and this latest duology like she's been everywhere from a promotional standpoint yeah and we're still getting opportunities today on a two-year-old book yeah and that's what i mean with i mentioned earlier how we do things differently or i'm told we do yeah that's part of it Okay. Because even her own publicist at Simon & Schuster yeah. stopped promoting her after three months. Wow. Okay. That's the rules because they're moving on to other things because they have to. That's yeah. their mandate and that's how they work stuff. Okay. But 
I guess I'm different. I okay. still actively promote two years later or three years or five years later. It doesn't matter. Yeah. I won't stop until the media says no. Okay. We're not interested anymore. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So I'm going to ask, uh, I consider a tough question because I hate questions about money. I, I really do. Okay. I really do. But it's, this is literally stepping out of my comfort zone. So how does it work if an author wants to hire you? Take a loan out and get $100,000. <laughs> He's joking. He's got to be on his face. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. So everything is individually priced. Okay. Everything is individually priced. Yeah. TV interview, certain dollar amount. Radio interview, certain dollar amount. Yeah. Book review, certain dollar amount. Everything is individually priced. Okay. We add up all the opportunities that the author has gotten in a month. Yeah. I invoice on the 28th of every single month. Okay. We add up those dollars and they only pay for what they are booked. Okay. It's very results focused. If I don't book an author for anything in a month, they don't get an invoice from me in okay. that month. Okay. I take no money out front. Yeah. All the, all the work in getting press releases together and sending out multiples of emails in the hundreds. Yeah. I don't take anything for that. Nothing. Okay. okay. It's only paid if they book something. Gotcha. And then what happens is we add up all the total. And in the contract, we set up what we call a maximum cap per month. Okay. Um, and that author will never pay more than what that cap is. So hypothetically, let's say you're working with me, Joanna, and it's your first yeah. release with me. And we get you $1,000 worth of coverage in one month. Yeah. But your cap is set up at $300. Okay. Okay? Yeah. Well, for that month, no matter what the 1000 is, because your cap's at 300 I'm charging you 300 Gotcha. The rest is free and clear. You don't pay okay. for that. Okay. Let's go ahead six months. Yeah. And all I get you is one blog post that equals $40. Yeah. Well, your cap is 300 right? Mm-hmm. But because I only booked you one thing for 40 yeah. I'm going to invoice you for $40 that month. Gotcha. Yeah. So it limits the risk. Um, I'm not out to i.e. screw authors over. Yeah. That's not what we're about. Yeah. We're about wanting to actually help yeah. provide value. And to me, that creates loyalty. It creates commitment. Mm -hmm. And really, end of the day, it creates a relationship. Yeah. And my pricing schedule and my pricing, the way it works, I'm told it's a different model, yeah. but I've had no complaints from any of my authors around how this works. So. That's that's excellent. That's excellent. That's excellent, Mickey. Okay. I'm glad I asked that question. <laughs> yeah. So that's, I mean, an author will never, ever, ever pay me for something that I haven't earned on their behalf. Yeah. yeah. Ever. And what I like is you are very matter of fact. Okay. Yeah. I'm very I, Yeah. I grew up in a small town and um, everybody there was very matter of fact. Okay. So I get that. Like, just give me the real, give me the real, right. Give me the real, like the real, what am I dealing with? You know, don't give me flowery language, you know, no. or, or promises that you can't keep. Right. 
my authors will always know where I stand with everything. Yeah. If we're doing well, they'll know about it. If they no show on an interview, yeah, they're going to know about it. Right. I don't, I don't play favorites in that way. I'm very candid. I'm very blunt. Yeah. Um, I'm very to the point. Yeah. And some people don't like that and that's yeah. okay. I'm not going to change who I am because a publicist or anybody in what I, what I do should never have to change their personality quirks to make a work with somebody. Yeah. Because to me, it's, it's a working relationship. I'm not an employee. Um, I don't think I'm an employee. I don't think I'm a contractor. To me, it's a working relationship and you take the good with the bad in some cases. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Good. That's good. My opinion. That's good, Mickey. That's good. So give us a fun fact. If give us a fun fact, it's um, I have here. Is there a fun fact that you wish people knew about you? For me, I'll start out. I love peanut butter. Okay. I <laughs> love peanut butter. Okay. <laughs> Just, it's such a bad case of loving peanut butter. I can take a tablespoon, dip it in the peanut butter jar, sprinkle it with chocolate chips, and that is a great snack. So what a fun fact about you, Mickey. Um, <laughs> I'm an avid vinyl and comic book collector. Okay. So much so that, and this is going to sound bad too, but yeah. I typically don't read a lot of books. Yeah. And I never read my clients' books okay. ever. Okay. Um, but give me a copy of Batman. Yeah. I'm all over that. Okay. Even even Bugs Bunny. I'm all over that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> because I don't have a lot of time because of my workload. But yeah. if I do like the importance of reading and I love reading, yeah. I'm able, I like to read like a 22 page comic with like smaller words and pictures. Yeah. And have it done and then go back to work, then have to get invested in a, 400 page work book and yeah. have to like, Oh my God, what's this character going to do next? Yeah. And I got to go back to work now. And then what will happen is I'll start to read the book and then work happens. Yeah. And then I never go back to it. Yeah. So give me a copy of Batman and we're good really. End of the day. And, but that also ties into what you're saying with publicity, you're promoting the author. Yep. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, That's okay. Right. Cool. That's right. Well, one of my, I'm going off on a tangent here. I heard one of my favorite talk about getting it real and what people say. I am a huge Mark Maron fan. Okay. okay. Yeah. And his podcast is called WTF. Okay. Yeah. And uh, yesterday's episode, he interviewed Neil Gaiman. Cool. Oh, uh, yeah. Because I never knew Neil Gaiman. Sam. Yeah. Yes. You yeah. know that. I know yeah. that was the first I heard of that. Right. Yeah. And um, Mark Maron was saying Sandman got him through like one of the most awful periods of his life. Right. And I never knew he started a car, a cartoon, like a graph, like, yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. An, an award winning, yeah. critically acclaimed, uh, groundbreaking graphic novel set okay and he's another one going back to the branding yeah who's been very very effective leveraging the neil gaiman brand person okay yeah interesting interesting yeah, hmm. yeah. 
Again, my, my brain's just going, okay. So Mickey, this has been a blast. Is there anything you would like to add, which we haven't talked about? I think I'd like to say one thing in terms of indie authors, because yeah. it's really important that indies understand the media process. And a lot of indies feel like they don't deserve to be on the top levels as those award winners and those New York Times bestsellers and those traditionally published people. But I'm here to say that if you've got a quality product and your book cover is vibrant and you're taking the time to craft a decent book, properly formatted, good story, all that stuff, if they're willing to put the work in and get the work out there from that aspect and make it be professional in every aspect, then they deserve to be on that big stage as much as any of those other multiple widely accomplished New York Times, USA Today type of authors. And so there's hope for indies along the road. I love my traditional clients. I love them to death. There's lots of indies I love too. And it's because they're willing to do the work for that. So never give up. That's my opinion. Okay. Okay. Well, thank you, Mickey. I'm. Uh, this has been great. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Bye. Bye.